Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on uh, page Tuf Lamed Dalad, um, about 15, 12 or 15 lines down. We've been discussing, um, of course, at great length, we've been discussing the various levels of service of God, the Avid Pajot, the Avid Nemon, the Ben, um, and what has happened is we began with a fa- fairly straightforward, perhaps a simple overview. And the Rebbe keeps layering on and on and on until we get more and more uh, insight. There's more complexity, there's a greater depth. Uh, the style and the, um, uh, the systematic way in which the Rebbe has gone about uh, dealing with these categories has been very hierarchical. We could begun with certain simple generalities, and of course generalities are only hold at the most superficial level. And then at each stage, with each new mimer, uh, we're learning more and more about the detailed structure and function and behavior of these different varieties of individuals. We are now uh, back to discussing the Evid Nemon, We've uh, previously spoke at some length about the Ben, at quite a bit of length about the Ben. We've compared the Ben to the, um, the Ben to the Avid Pajot in terms of the absolute bitl, the absolute connection. Um, however, although the Ben has that in common to a certain extent with the Avid Pajot, um, the Avid Neman also has certain things in common with the Ben. Uh, both serve out of uh, out of Ahava. The service of both the Ben and the Evid Neman are services of intense love and, and bonding through love, um, and therefore they share certain features. However, of course, in the case of the Ben, uh, none of it is of his own doing. This is not a matter of an avoda for the Ben. It's not a matter of uh, effort or exertion. The Ben naturally being a dimension of the Av, as it were, uh, it's, this is, his, this, that's who he is. He, his life is simply his father. Uh, without thinking, without effort, without um, any exertion or subjugation of the self on his part. He simply expresses the self. And the self is really a dimension of the, of the Av. So the relationship or the, the uh, shared features between the Ben and the Evid Naman are there. We're going to uh, look at them in some detail today. Uh, the distinctions, of course, are in the absolute nature of the connection of the Ben to the Av and the not-so-absolute nature of the connection of the Eved Nemon to the Master. So if we go, uh, again, about 15 lines down, um, first word on the, pay, on the line is Mushach Metzad Orin Soiv Borahu. He's able to bring down to be Mamshech Orin Soiv. We're talking about the Evid Neman now. Shemagalis Atzmai La Avod of Haneman Elov. Why? Because Hashem reveals himself to those servants who are Neman, who are faithful to him. So we've really begun discussing some of the features of the Evid Neman. The Evid Neman, as it turns out, we think the, 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 what the Evid Neman has in common with the Evid Pashat is the word Evid. That both of them, their Avaida is primarily uh, a 
product of their own exertion, of their will, of their own um, self-negation, as it were. So they are credited with what they are. Turns out it's not quite so simple. That, in fact, not everybody can be an Eved Nemon. Eved Nemon, uh, to begin with, is special. It's a lofty neshama. It's a neshama which is shy, after all. Think about, we came across this phrase long ago, the concept of uh, Yediyah. Uh, not everybody is shy to uh, one has to have a certain relationship or a certain closeness uh, of one sort or another at least to Arin Saif in order to uh, reach that level of Yediyah. We, we know about it because we learn Hasidus, we, we read it. But the Eved Neman uh, understands it. He, his mind actually grasps it. It's internalized in him. The highest level of Arin Saif, not only Arin Saif, which is Shaykh to Oilamais, but Orin Saif, or which I see even transcends Oilamais, but Orin Saif, which is in a state of Hisnasus Atzmi, essential, essentially transcendent. He has the Yidi of Hasaga. I mentioned many, many times, it's very hard to understand exactly what that means, but nonetheless, it's clear that this individual, the window of his mind, is way, way beyond what we would simply think of as intelligence, even creative or innovative or. or uh, 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 intuitive until way, way beyond. He's perceptive. His mind is a mind perceptive of Orient Saif. <laughs> well, this right off the top tells you uh, you are not dealing with an ordinary person here, that his relationship with the Creator is a special one. It's a relationship of closeness. So we move on here. The Efshir, the Bechinus Eved Hanaman, who Alderach Moshal Kamoy Hasar. So, the Eved Neman, if you're looking for a mushal, a good mushal would be a Tsar, a prince. So the king has thousands of servants, thousands of uh, people who serve him in one capacity or another. Uh, and of course, there are tremendous distinctions. There is the servant who uh, shines his shoes, or who makes sure his horse is fed, or, or uh, makes sure his cloak is pressed, shines the crown, whatever probably never sets eyes on the Eved Nehman. Maybe once or twice a year when the Eved, I'm sorry, when the, the, the king. Once or twice a year when the king comes out publicly. But he is not, he's, he is not admitted into the inner chamber of the king. He's, he's not, his, his, uh, 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 his, his permission in the palace is highly restricted. He can't go anywhere. He can't go wherever he likes. Uh, he has a very limited uh, area which is, is shy to him, uh, where other servants of his caliber or of his status uh, also work. And that's it. Um, he has really no relationship with the king outside of the fact that he serves the king. And of course, he's paid for it. Uh, and there are madregas. There are many, many madregas of servants, some uh, on a higher level than, than others. <coughs> a tsar, a prince, um, uh, is also a servant of the king. But the, the prince is a servant uh, who is very, very special. Uh, not everybody can be a Tsar. Not everyone is selected. The Tsar has qualities just by virtue of who he is, by his own personal stature, his innate qualities, shall we say. Uh, he is attracted, attractive to the king. The king looks at this man and says, you know something? This is someone I need close to me. This is, this is a confidant. This is a uh, a servant, someone who will serve me uh, completely and totally, but the, the qualities he has make him shy to the, 
to be um, involved in and knowledgeable in the most, uh, in the deepest and the most profound and, and most important aspects of ruling the kingdom. And therefore there's a relationship between the two which, which is a real relationship, a personal relationship. Uh, you know, and not everybody can be Secretary of State. The guy who uh, you know, shines the president's shoes is not going to make it into the State Department, certainly not to the chair of Secretary of State. There's, there's got to be someone there, a special person. Now, it's actually probably bad, <laughs> particularly considering American politics today, it's probably a bad example. But the idea here is clear. He's a servant. He's not a son. He's not the, the, the king's son. He is a prince by appointment. But he's appointed in large measure by virtue of these superior qualities that he has, which attracts the attention of the king. So where are we here? So the Evid Nehman really is like a servant. He is a servant. He's called an Evid um, or Oivid. But he is a servant of like, as, as a prince would be a servant. is also an Evid. He's not part of the king's family. He's not related to the king. Um, ben, he's not a Ben. Uh, his connection to the king is not uh, simply an extension of the king. He's not simply Bittle by virtue of the fact that the king is his father. He's an individual in and of himself. Mekomakim, nonetheless. Harihu Bekinis Kirov. He is very, very close. He's, he's, his relationship to the king is a, a close relationship. Um, he is aware, he knows the exaltedness of the Melech. He sees, he understands, he perceives. He understands, perceives because he is of a quality to understand and perceive. And he understands and perceives because he's close, he sees. He's actually in a position to observe and to appreciate what he's observing. Uh, and therefore he has a knowledge of the exaltedness. He's in awe of the king. Not just by virtue of the fact that he's a subject who is bittle betachlis to the king, as all the subjects are, but he is bittle betachlis to the king because of this int- his grasp, his understanding, his idea. And he sees that there's nothing like this king. There's just absolutely, uh, is, the king is a singularity. And he's passionate, he, he's drawn to the king. He admires, he loves, he's, his, his um, appreciation of the king is it just saturates him and therefore he has this intense love of the king which is by virtue of what he knows what he sees what he perceives what he knows well this is exactly what the Rebbe said in, uh, in, a, ver- in a very short general way pre- previously <clears throat> that the love the intense ava of the Eved Neman to the, to the Melech to the Odin is driven largely by Yediyas is driven by his understanding and grasp of the Mila of this individual. Well, here we have a, a very, very good example of this. The king reveals to him his hidden capabilities, his hidden capacities, uh, and his exalted nature. These are available, these are accessible for appreciation by this, by this individual, by this Tsar. By virtue of his closeness, the king feels close to him, he feels close to the king. Uh, he is close to the king because he is who he is, because of his qualities, because of his st- individual personal stature. And the closeness itself is, in a way, a uh, self-generating uh, situation in which the 
the closeness is a product of love and appreciation, and the love and appreciation bring to a, a greater closeness. Uh, so he is, the king is, uh, he, he's, he experiences in a very real sense the greatness of the king, whereas the other servants have, don't have a clue, they have absolutely no idea whatsoever, or some more, some less. Obviously, there are whole varieties of servants, which brings up another extremely important point. Um, we have a tendency, and because up till now the Rebbe has been dealing in rather general terms, Eved Neman, Eved Pajot, Ben, there are tremendous uh, levels and dimensions of each of these general categories. We'll see, uh, actually, if not this week, by next week, uh, that there are huge variations in the stater, stature and status of the Eved Neman. There are varieties of Eved Neman. Uh, all related essentially to the root of the neshama of the Eved Naman uh, in its, uh, uh, its root lamaila, in its sharash lamaila. But there are tremendous distinctions, which we'll see. Even in the level of Ben, the neshamas of Atsilas, uh, there are, it's not just one thing, it's not black and white, it's not a, uh, just uh, everyone belongs to this club or they, or they belong to that club. There are overlaps. There, there's a great deal of overlap uh, between the uh, a neshama of, of uh, Abba Ve'im of Bria Lamashal and Malchus Datzilus. Um, there are, it's not, it's not a, the definitions and the divisions are not definitive. There's huge, huge variety. This makes sense for one very simple reason. That every individual in this world has a tachlis and a purpose. And that tachlis is given whatever is necessary for him or her to fulfill that tachlis and purpose, and therefore there are no two people in the world that are the same. There are no two people in the world that have the exact same shortish. There are no two people in the world that have the exact same capacities. You are here to do what you've got to do, whether it's a matter of shining the king's shoes or it's a matter of advising him on state policy. Um, you are given whatever is necessary vis-a-vis in, in, uh, -vis your shortish in order to fulfill that mission for, for which you are here. Um, it, which means everyone's critical. That the idea of madrega, of the, the, the Evet who's a sar, the Evet who's, uh, who, who shines the shoes, the Evet Pashat who, who's a whole category in and of himself, each one of these individuals is indispensable. Although it would seem that the sar is far more indispensable than, than a lower level of uh, individual who simply does the best he can, Alpi Kitzer Shulchanarach. Nonetheless, that you know, ordinary person, Alpi Kitzer Shulchanarach, he has been designated by his creator to fulfill a role, to fulfill a mission, to serve his creator in a highly specific, particular way, and his root, the root of his neshama, and all that accrues to him is given to him uh, in order for him to be able to fulfill that, to, to fulfill that, uh, uh, that role, to fulfill that mission in the world. Um, and therefore, the, the idea of status, in a way, breaks down. The idea of a hierarchical status, in a sense, it's there, it's, it's necessary. But at the bottom, everyone is critical. Absolutely everyone is critical and everyone is given exactly uh, what they need, comes from exactly where they need to come from in order to fulfill a critical uh, function within God's creation. Anyway, the whole Zepoil Al-Asar, all of this, uh, namely um, uh, the knowledge of the king's greatness, the revelation of the king of his inner will, of his, of his hidden will, of his hidden koichais, all of this is poil al-asar. It's given to him. The king shares with him. It's given to him. 
the king passes some law which is incomprehensible or, or uh, promulgates some law which is incomprehensible to almost everybody, um, he will discuss it with the Tsar. And the Tsar will be able to see the unbelievable genius, the subtlety of the king's mind, the profundity of the king's thinking, the godless of the king's metis in tailoring that law, which no one else really has any insight. The king wants it done, you obey the law. That's, a, uh, that's simple. But he knows, he understands, the king has shown something of himself to this Tsar. And therefore the Tsar is motivated in his servants, service by an intense attraction, intense, intense love, intense loyalty. That's why he's Nemon. Why? Because he is particularly close to, he's bound to the Melech. Now, of course, such being the case, can uh, all of his wonderful service be attributed to him? And the answer is no. Uh, to a certain extent, he shares the quality of the Ben, that uh, much of what he uh, has, understands, accomplishes, his relationship to the king, to a certain extent has been given to him by virtue of his origin, his source, and the king lavishing upon him Giluim, revelations of the king. Uh, in that sense, it's, it's not entirely a product of his own effort, which we'll see. His service, the service of this particular individual is with intense love and, and desire and just the joy and love of the king. Not only that, not just serving intensely and completely and totally, but he's capable of Masiris Nefesh. He's capable of giving his life for the king. All driven by this love which is a product of his closeness, of his understanding, of his perception. This is the Ebed Neman. All of this, this entire avoidance, this service, unbelievable service which he performs for the king, is all a product of his love of the king and his love of Malucha, the love of, he understands Malchus, he understands kingship, he understands sovereignty. He appreciates the godless of someone who's on a madrig of Melech, who's head and shoulders above everybody else. He has a sense of this, he appreciates it, and this drives him to serve with a absolute, with, as a neman, as a faithful servant, as a servant who is completely committed to a service. So that what that is affects him, the fact that, that how <laughs> that which impo well, imposes is not a good word because it has a certain negative connotation that which endows that which endows him with his ava, with his love and this is skashras who kirav his gals hamelech love. it's due in large measure to the fact that the king is close to him the king reveals himself to him the king shows him the king speaks to him the king relates to him he's receiving Things which ordinary people do not receive. And he has an understanding, therefore, and an intensity of c c connection that the average person does not have. So there's a hishtatfus here. In other words, he's not just a recipient. The relationship is, in a sense, two-way. It's not a one-way relationship. The relationship of the, of the Ben and the Av is a one-way relationship. It's all the Av to the Ben. Uh, or in terms of service, it's totally, completely the bend to the ab, whatever. 
But it's, in other words, the, the Ben cannot credit himself. He, does not con he himself does not contribute um, in any manner of free will towards his relationship to the Father. It's, it's automatic. It's part parcel of his essence. It's his etzim. He's simply reflecting his nature, his nature being that he is of the etzim of his Father. So that's not Behishtatfus. But, but the Melech, the king contributes to the relationship. The king gives, the king shows, the king relates. He contributes to the relationship. He loves, he pursues. He, he, it's it's a, um, um, a bilateral, to a certain extent, a bilateral relationship. Uh, why? Because he's worthy of it. He is an individual. The king recognizes in him, sees in him, of course, the king of all created him too, so he knows everything. But to go back to the marshal, the king sees in this individual uh, things that he, that, he, that he appreciates. He sees in this individual greatness. He sees in this individual a capacity to receive from the king, a capacity, a sensitivity, a perceptivity, an intellect, a wisdom, which, uh, which makes this person a very good sire, makes this person a good candidate to have a close relationship with the king, that the king can show him and give him things because he's on a stature and a level to be able to receive and receive it in the right way. Avaya. Um, Thus, this is what is called the neshamas, which are referred to as, um, sorry, as oivde havaya, servants of havaya, servants of yudke vavke. Uh, their avaida is largely an avaida of ruchnius. It's an elevated avaida. Why? Because orin soif is close to them. By virtue of their sharish, by virtue of the stature of their neshama, um, they are close to Orin Saif. They are not part and parcel of Orin Saif. They're not Neshamas of Atzilas. They're not Ben. There's still a, the concept of Evid or Oivid. But nonetheless, they have a level in which Orin Saif is, is uh, accessible to them, accessible to mind, accessible to perception. Shamir Gili Orin Saif Ben Afsham. Orin Saif glows in their Neshamas. Not that it's miyuch b'talas with their neshamas, but it glows in their neshamas. They have an innate spiritual sensitivity to that which is above everything by virtue of the fact who those neshamas are and where they are stationed and where the, what their origin is. Why? Because of the maila of the madrega of their neshamas. Well, they did not create themselves. They did not put themselves in that madrega. <clears throat> That's who they are. That is beyond their control. So the godless, which is intrinsic to them, the greatness which is intrinsic to them, is a gift. It's not something that they, it's not part of their avoida. It's part of the equipment with which they serve. But it's not part of their avoida. It's a gift. It's something that they had no choice in. And it's not of their own making or their own doing. Shaloi yordu kolkach lamata. They, the, the, nisham, the evolution of the neshama, in the, evolution, in the course of the evolution of the neshama, these neshamas do not descend quite so far. To become maluvish in a guf and nefshabamas. Now, of course, they are maluvish in a guf and nefshabamas because they're operating in this world. But there are many, many ways of hislapshas. There's a hislapshas in which the levush is primary and dominant and, and uh, requires a struggle 
in order to overcome the seemingly dominant, seemingly uh, unconquerable influence of physicality, of Khumris, of Gashmias, in order to arrive at some form of spirituality, that's, that's one level of Hislapshus. There's another level of Hislapshus, which is almost like Bederach Maiver. In other words, the Neshama as it is, let's say, in Atsilus, that's not the Evidemon, but we're just using an example, uh, descends into a guf, and the guf is not Milan Master at all. It's not the Hislapshus, not really Hislapshus. The guf is simply an instrument, it's simply a, a Merkava for the um, operation of this bit of Atsilus, which is walking around in Oile Masia. And between those two, there are, are infinite varieties of relationship of Neshama to the guf. Two things generally go together that the Shadrash of the Neshama and the impact of the guf are related. So, in a low level Neshama, I hate to use that word because well, how can one talk about Nisham being low level? But, but, but you know what I mean. The, a, a, a Nishama from a, um, one of the uh, lower dargas in Seder Hishtalshalis um, is going to be associated with a guf saif kol saif that is more humoristic, that is more influential, has more of an impact on that individual. Nishama of a higher uh, origin uh, is going to have a relationship with a different a, a guf, which is not so magushim, which is not so influential, which does not impose itself on his service to such an extent. There's, there's no end of variety here. And the main thing is that in the case of this Eved Neman, much of his beautiful uh, avoida, his stunning, uh, amazing avoida, much of it is not of his own making. It's of the stature which was given to him and the level to which he descends into uh, physicality. He's simply not shy to uh, physical things. He's not, he's not, that's not him. He's not, he's not interested in pizza and beer like, like the rest of us. He, uh, he lives in a different level. He li- lives with a different consciousness. Now, mind you, he lives in the same world we do. So what are these distinctions, the, the, the differences between someone who lives a life of spirituality, lives with spirit, lives with Ruchnius, someone who lives with Gashmias and all of those in between, the, the intermediates in between, um, what are we discussing here? We're discussing the fact that all of those levels exist. In other words, the world itself, of course, as we look in Shari Yochad Vomuna and Tanya, it's, it is multidimensional. At the very heart is Dvar Havaya. Well, who sees Dvar Havaya? Who sees Dvar Havaya in everything is an individual who is not in any ways subject to the obscurity of the various garments and screens and parasites and simsumim that affect the rest of us. But he's seeing reality. I see a table. I don't see Dvar Havaya. Okay? Uh, because that's what I am capable of seeing. I know about it, and this is the, the great wonder of Chasidus. You can know about it in a very, very intense way that the table is not a Dover Bifne Atzmai, it is not an individual being that exists in and of itself, it is an expression of divinity, and it has a purpose, and it has a tachlis, which I can't even begin to imagine. I can know that. But there are individuals who actually can feel it, and there are individuals who can actually perceive it. So the level to which a person lives in this world, or is affected by this world, or perceives this world, depends very much upon the source of the neshama, the the loftiness of the source of the neshama, number one, and the fact that their own physical being is not so obscuring or is more obscuring depending upon how they see, how they see life. Um, there's a huge range of variability here.
We're going back to the Evid Pasha, who comes from a very lofty source, who is provided with a body, with a physical existence, which is not uh, dominant and obscuring. So it says, We have to keep in mind, still in Evid, he's not a Ben. He's not a Neshama Vatsilis, which B'derach Mamela, all is Kedusha. Um, so the Rebbe says he's not mufshut totally, he's not absolutely removed from the, the illusion of physicality or from the physicality um, and from Gashmias. Kamoyish the Neshamas Datsilis, Mufshatim Legamra, unlike Neshamas of Atsilis, which are uh, totally divorced, totally removed. A Neshama of Atsilis is Atsilis, as Atsilis dick. It's Atsilis dick as uh, it, it is. It comes in a way, it's evolution from Atsilis. Since Atsilis is Elokus, uh, and, and a revelation of Orin Saif Mamish, it's Miyuch Batachas with Orin Saif, it's Oilam HaYichud. That is unchangeable, that is essential, and that little bit of Atsilis, which is him, descends through Seder Ishtalshus, ultimately comes enclosed in a body, a Nefshabamis, in this world, with unchanged. That comes with Derek Simpson, but after Saif called Saif, it has to live down here. Um, but nonetheless, its essence remains unchanged. It is not affected by this descent, by this evolutionary process, and it is not affected at all by the Gashmias, which at the end of the day it finds itself enclosed in. Uh, it's like Bederach Maver. That is not the Evid Naman. The Evid Naman, to a certain extent, is not affected. To a certain extent, is not impacted. That his spirituality, his neshama, descends into this world relatively uh, unencumbered, but it's only relatively unencumbered, not absolutely unencumbered, as is the neshama of Atzilus. So one of two things: the neshama of Atzilus, either the neshama of Atzilus, mufshatim legamra, have nothing to do with Gashmis altogether. Um, the the, the Gashmis is purely incidental, is of no consequence to them whatsoever. Their Avaita is entirely an Avaita of Yehudim, an Avaita of Aliyah, an Avaita of, of Gilead, an Avaita of, of Neshama itself. Um, or there's another kind of, the Rebbe, this is extremely interesting phrase, an important phrase. We'll see the meaning of it in some detail a bit later on. So either the Neshama is totally Mufshut, the Neshama of Atzilis is totally Mufshut, Minagashmias. Oi. Or the Gashmias, their Gashmias, Mamish becomes Elokus. Not quite the same thing. So even in Neshamas of Atzilis, there are um, specific categories. There's the category of a Neshamas of Atzilis for whom Gashmias, in, in essence, does not exist in any manner, shape, or form. Um, it's Atzilis walking down here in Oile Masiya. And there is the Neshama of Atzilis, who, on the contrary, uh, is able to actually make Gashmias Atzilistic. Such an example would be Eliyahu Navi, who refined himself. His, his, he was we'll see a little bit later on, was a Neshama Deban, Mahavban, but Ban nonetheless, uh, who was able to refine his physicality. His physicality was a reality by him. He was able, it was his avoida, he was able to refine his physicality to the extent that his body, his guf, became like the body of a malach. 
He refined it to such an extent that the guf itself became kadosh. And when he left this world, the body left with him, as we well know. So there are varieties. The main point being either the neshama vatsilis, either the gashmias is absolutely of no consequence at all, or the gashmias is mamish converted to, to elikus. One of the two. That's the way the neshama of Atsilas operates. It imposes holiness wherever it goes, either in spirituality or even in physicality. Ukamoshin Nasal, but has been explained in Maimar Hashemayim Hadoshim, the Ein Lahem, Ha'oilamais Vahasterim Al Or Nafshim. There is no. Uh, uh, Concealment or or um, uh, or hiding. There's no obscurity on the or of their nefesh. Now we're back to the the neshama of uh, of the evid the evid pajit. I'm, I'm sorry, the evid neman. So in this sense, the evid neman is not a, a neshama of tzilus. The evid neman is not uh, unaffected at all by gashmius. Um, but uh, um, the, the, uh, the worlds and the concealments do not conceal his neshama. The iker hisasko shalem, who iker b'nyoni elukus le'edes Hashem. The main thing is the, that their, their avayda is to know Hashem. The iker of, of their life is elukus, and their, their, um, uh, their, their service um, they're, they're, uh, let me go back again here. Vigorous Askos, the, their main preoccupation in this world, their main occupation in this world, who rakbi inyoni el it's only in spiritual rukhni, holy things, lieda es Hashem, to know Hashem. That's what they are here for, that's what they do, that's their service. Now, if they were neshamas of Atzilus, it wouldn't be a matter of knowing el They already know el they're part and parcel of el So this. This Eved Nehman is, is very lofty. This Eved Nehman is operating on a very, a very spiritual level, a very holy level, um, and that holiness is in a state of perception within him. And therefore, he's capable of knowing Elokus. He's capable of, of perceiving Elokus. Goes without saying that Or Ein Soif is revealed on them greater that greater than who? Greater than the ordinary person. In other words, these the Eved Neman is a person who is of a caliber and a quality that Or Ein Soif illuminates his life, that it irradiates on him in a way beyond that which it irradiates in the normal individual. So again, it's a, a two-way street. Because the Elukus uh, illuminates him to a greater extent than an ordinary person, let's say, uh, therefore, his love, his connection, his discussion, his avoid, is that of an Eved Neman, is that is it perfect, it's intense, it is faithful. And because it's faithful and it's intense and it's perfect, therefore more Orin Soif is illuminated on him. Again, there is a bi-directional relationship with Elokus in this individual. He knows the, the exaltedness of Orin Soif. Um, it's been given to him, it's shown to him, he's, he, has a, he is qualified to receive a greater hamshacha of Arin Saif in terms of perception, uh, and therefore he, he receives it and he lives, he lives on that level, he lives with it. 
Let's go back again, many weeks. That the Eved Naman, what drives his love, what's the product, what is his Avaida a product of, his, his, his Ava Rabba, Ava Tainugam, it is a product of his Yidiyah. Yidiyah Vahasaga. Well, Yidiyah Vahasaga in what? Yidiyah Vahasaga in Ein Saif, in Or Ein Saif. What kind of Or Ein Saif? Not simply Or Ein Saif that is Shaykh to Oilamais, that transcends Oilamais. But Or Ein Saif, which is transcendent in and of itself, the etzim of Or Ein Saif. He has Yidiyah Vahasaga. Well, how does he get that? Because it is given to him, it irradiates him, it illuminates him, he's close to it. He is shy to be influenced by it, to perceive it, to be aware of it, by virtue of his status. It's a somewhat complicated picture. The, the bed is simple. That's what he is. This man is not so simple, because it seems like everything is milamayilamata with him, that whatever he has is a gift, um, well, if that's the case, how is it any different from the Ben? We're going to see. Uh, and this knowledge that he has, this awareness, perception of Orient Saif, this is the basis of his Skashras of love, this intense the connection of love. So where, where does he get all of this? How does he deserve it? How is he shy to such things? It's in connection with the Maila, with the superiority of his Neshama. Shehib Madrega Gavai, it's an extremely high level Neshama. It's explained, uh, uh, as explained elsewhere. Shigam de Neshama's Debiah, Yeshahem image. So this is interesting, Maimra Hamuzgar here. Um, again, we have this Evid Neman. Ah, that's, we know what he is now. We have some idea of what he is. We don't know what he is. Because they vary. There's variation in the Ava. There's variation in the knowledge. There's variation in the uh, Yediyah, the Hasaga. All, all tied in with the Sharish of that particular Neshama. So there's a whole variety within the realm, within the category of Eved Naman. It's not all one thing. Yes, Shehem Ma'abav Imidabriya. You have Neshamas. Which are from Hoffman Bina Bria, from Abin Midabria. I mean, that's like Och uh, uh, and, and Rayim, the, the br- a brother or a friend. That's what they would be if they were shot Neshamas of Atsilas from Abba But even in Bria, you have Neshamas which are a product of Zivuk Abba Vima. Viesh, Shibachinazun. There are other Neshamas of Bria which are a product of the Yehud of Zon Malchus, Yehud Zun. Similarly, within that category of neshamas which are a product of Zun, Za and Malchus of Bria, there are those neshamas which are primarily neshamas of Za, and the Eber and Malchus, the pregnancy of Malchus, is, has minimal impact on their nature. There are other neshamas which are a product of Yichot Zun of Bria, which are. Uh, uh, which are more influenced by Malchus. The same thing is true of Yitzira and Asiya. Now, every neshama has its root in Yitzilas. So we are talking not about the ultimate shardish of the neshama. In the case of neshamas of Yitzilas that we talk about, the neshama of Ben, that is a neshama which has not been impacted at all by its ureda through Seder Ishtalshlis. All of, everyone's neshama ultimately, Saif Kol Saif is a product, is, is Mushrash and Atzilis, but it's a long way from Atzilis. And in the course of that evolution and the various uh, processes under, with which the neshama undergoes in its 
it, it's tripped down here, there are uh, many changes which can occur. The point being, for our purposes, we are talking about a uh, Evid Neman. Well, there isn't just one type. There are levels and varieties and types, largely dependent on what the uh, most immediate sharish of the neshama is. Umetzat hagilu dorin seif, and of course, with connection with the revelation of orin seif, each one receiving uh, in a different way, depending upon its stature and its position. The hari de gufeshela ava v'eskashos ene b'chinas atzmoi v'yigiasai kol Anyway, in the general category of what we would call Eved Nemon, the substance of the Ava and his Kashras that define the Eved Nemon, it does not come from their own volitional effort. An exertion. Here's the key expression. Kol Kach. So much. So what's the Rebbe telling us? He's telling it does come from our exertion. It does come from his exertion and his effort, but minimally. That the, uh, his role in this world and his uh, being in this world, the characteristics which define him, uh, to a large extent are givens. Not completely, not totally. There has to be exertion. There has to be a vita. Otherwise, they're not called an avid. He's called an avid. After all, he's not called a ben. But the point is that he has to begin with properties, qualities, virtues, and milas which predispose him toward an avaita of the Eved Naman. Does he have to exert himself? Yes, but not to the same extent an ordinary person would have to or, or someone below him would have to. He's given a tremendous amount to work with, but he's got to work with it. So even the Eved Naman, he has his avaita, he has his yagiyah, but it's not, it does not require the same kind of exertion. Now if we go back a few lines, we realize that his avaita to a large extent is recognition of divinity in this world, so he's working on a very high level to begin with. Uh, he doesn't have to struggle with taivas. He doesn't have to struggle with laziness and with uh, you know, the various things with which we are so familiar. He's free of that to a large extent just by virtue of the fact who he is. The fact that he has a high nishama, the fact that he has a relatively refined goof. So he's free to exert himself. Exert himself. He's free to exert himself in a much higher level of avaita, which is an avaita of, yid, bringing yid, of yidis alukos and bringing yidis alukos into existence, into the world. Goes without saying, his, he's bittle, but he's not bittle like the Ben. He, he is bittle, uh, not bittle mitzias, bittle muhusai, ein zebchin is bittle muhusai, kol kach, but not so much. This is the evid, if you, the, the, the best expression to define for us or to, to focus for us on the evid neman is the kol kach. He, on the one hand, like the Ben, but not quite so much. On the other hand, he's got, like the Ben, the Bittle, but not quite so much. That the distinction now would seem between him and the Ben would seem to be a chutzasar, would seem to be absolutely minimal, uh, a fraction. But that fraction's got everything, because with the Ben it's taka automatic, and with him there is a self which is engaged at least in some level of avoida. That's his mila. Um, if we're talking about Miles in terms of his gifts, his national gifts, the Ben has it way over him. I mean, there's no question. But if we're talking about the importance, the significance of, of self-generated Avaita, 
the Ebed Nehman still has that edge over the, over the Ben. Again, it's not a competition. We're all collaborating together and bringing Mashiach. Each one's got his own role. That's, that's the point. The Avaida of Tfil and Tarda Mitzvahs, similarly, the Avaida of Tarda and Mitzvahs, So the Rebbe says, and again, these are all consequences of the same thing. These are all more or less descriptions of the same quality of individual. Similarly, the Avaida in Tfil and Tarda and Mitzvahs, not just in terms of his, his, his spiritual personality, but his actual Avaida in Tarda and Mitzvahs, it is not a prob, not a product of subjugation. It's not a problem of escafia. It's not a problem of imposing upon himself an effort to make sure he fulfills mitzvahs, behidr, mamish, every single one of them. That he learns Torah every possible moment of the day that he's capable of learning Torah. He learns, he forces himself, he pushes himself, he works. He doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to push himself doesn't have to exert himself. Why? Because of all these phenomenal qualities that he has. However, Why is this? Because his nature doesn't hide from him, doesn't conceal on him. It's not an obscurity for him. His body and his life and, and the various other levushim that he's acquired on his descent into this world are not obscuring for him. What? Kolkach. So much. They are obscure, but not kolkach. They're not distracting. They're not going to be, his main principle of Vaita is not to, uh, to, to squelch his desire to eat supper so we can learn for another hour. His Vaita is an Vaita primarily of Yidea, an Vaita of Elokos, an Vaita of Perception. Perception, perception of course, and of course, bringing all of this into the realm of being, he's supplying a major critical dimension to Dir Patachtainim. In his way and on his level, who his desire and his craving, the whole avoda is in connection with his hiskashus to Hashem. Even his his guf and his nefesh ativis, his the the, phys, the physical dimensions of the person. Uh, even his body desires service of Hashem. Even his nefesh ativis desires avodas uh, Hashem. With us, the body nefesh ativis, the guf and the nefesh ativis, desire uh, the pizza. Okay? And we subjugate that so we can spend an extra hour learning or we can do exert ourselves in mitzvahs, contrary to the demands of the guf, contrary to the demands of our physicality and our coarseness. The guf and, and, and nefshativis, in his case, are not interested in the pizza. They're interested in him pursuing holiness and goodness, because they're refined to the extent that they are guf and nefshativis appropriate and proper for neshama of this level. But again, it's the kol kach. There, he is still an Evid. It's not automatic as it is in the case of the men. He is not so magushim. Again, the kolkach. This is a term, this kolkach is really what distinguishes him from the men. That it should conceal the light of his neshama. Um, 
even though there is in them a physicality, a physical nature to the guf, or Hashem, nonetheless, it is mevatel, not 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 but it's mevatel. Shemir olav b'havasai el Hashem, because it is saturated and inundated with um, the love of Hashem. So uh, I think we'll end there. In Mitzvah Hashem, we'll continue. God willing, next time.